It's Saturday, May 27th, 2017, and you're listening to Huracast. And welcome back to another week of Huracast. I'm Ben Boatwright. And we'll start off today with our current activity, of which there is plenty to talk about that's gone on in the past week. At the moment, we have a brand new tropical cyclone in the Bay of Bengal. And this is currently named Tropical Cyclone 2, only the second uh, in the 2017 calendar year uh, that has occurred so far. And this uh, began as Invest 94B sometime early yesterday. And even at that time, it was already showing some pretty well-defined convection, at least, some very cold cloud tops near the center of the storm, and today um, a lot of the cyclonic circulation really started to show up in the satellite imagery, and as of the only official advisory that has been issued thus far, the Joint Typhoon Warning Center saying that the storm's intensity is currently 30 knots, uh, which would place that in the tropical depression category, but Um, It is expected to continue to intensify over the next two to three days, and uh, by 48 hours, it should actually be at minimal hurricane strength with an intensity of 65 knots with gusts to 80 knots. And so right now, this is sitting out sort of in the middle of the Bay of Bengal, uh, almost directly south of Bangladesh, and it is moving towards Bangladesh. The guidance models right now showing pretty much straight north, slightly uh, north-northeastern trajectory for the storm in the coming days. And looking at the official Joint Typhoon Warning Center graphic for two, it looks like it's going to make, at this point, um, almost a direct hit on the city of Chittagong in Bangladesh. And um, unfortunately, Bangladesh, very... uh, prone to flooding since it is so low-lying there at the mouth of the Ganges River. Uh, Yes, right now, uh, the the forecast calling for the center of the storm to come very, very close to Chittagong. Seven nautical miles going to the west at the moment. But of course, with the size of this storm, which is a couple hundred nautical miles in diameter, obviously such Precision isn't particularly important, and at that point, it would probably have an intensity of 65 knots, although that is predicted when it's still out at sea, so it could even strengthen a little more than that uh, by the time it actually makes landfall. So we will uh, continue tracking this in the coming week, and a full report on exactly what's gone on in next week's episode. So that is Tropical Cyclone 2 in the Indian Ocean. We also have a few invests that have come and gone. One that happened just after we released our first episode last Saturday, uh, there was very briefly an invest in the Western Pacific. There were only two track advisories given on this system on the 21st. And this was located several hundred miles to the northeast of uh, the Philippines. Very disorganized, really not much going on. 
I'm not exactly sure what kind of uh, threshold is necessary for a disturbance to be labeled as an invest, but this one really had nothing going for it. A maximum intensity of 15 knot winds. So there was really not much to see there. So we have another ongoing Western Pacific invest. This one only started being tracked today. This is invest 95. Uh, and right now it's in the south, well, obviously it'll probably stay in the South China Sea, a few hundred miles uh, to the southeast of the island of Hainan, near China, uh, the Vietnam coast. Again, it has only had a few advisories issued on it. Uh, there is a little bit of convection going on, but not too much in the way of circulation. Right now the estimated maximum sustained winds are only 15 knots, and uh, the Joint Typhoon Warning Center not even mentioning it in their outlook so far. So at least for the time being, this is not going to be a threat. Uh, based on the satellite imagery, it looks like it's very slowly drifting kind of to the east-southeast at the moment. Uh, so it could, in the longer term, uh, kind of be headed in the direction of the Philippines. And also this week, NOAA released its uh, official 2017 preseason hurricane outlook. And we also got a few others. The Weather Channel updated their predictions. There was also a prediction issued from tropicalstormrisk.com, uh, which I've certainly never heard of. Uh, but this is apparently coming out of the Department of Space and Climate Physics at the University College London. So we will go through all three of those. They're, they're all pretty much saying the same things, which is now uh, unlike the previous predictions that we mentioned last week, the National Hurricane Center is expecting at least a near-normal season, but more likely an above-average season again this year. So there is a 45% chance of an above-normal Atlantic hurricane season. More specifically, they're calling for 11 to 17 named storms, 5 to 9 hurricanes, and 2 to 4 major hurricanes. And that is compared to the average of 12 named storms, 6 hurricanes, and 3 major hurricanes. So really the, the ranges do include those sort of average values, but they extend far beyond that. And among the uh, reasons that the prediction is calling for above normal activity, primarily there has not been much uh, sign of El Nino this year. Typically, when the El Nino occurs in the Pacific, the shifts in the sea surface temperatures and uh, weather patterns associated with that uh, generally lead to lower Atlantic hurricane activity, such as we've seen the past few years when we've had El Nino conditions. And as far as the uh, other predictions are concerned, uh, the Weather Channel, again, this is mostly uh, directly in response to the NOAA forecast. And the Weather Channel specifically uh, has pretty much just taken the NOAA prediction and, and used the average numbers. Uh, so they're calling for 14 named storms, 7 hurricanes, 3 major hurricanes. And then tropicalstormrisk.com. Uh, this is Mark Saunders and Adam Lee also calling for an above average season. They are looking at 14 tropical storms, 6 hurricanes, 3 major hurricanes, uh, which is exactly what NOAA 
and the Weather Channel are also saying. And the NOAA forecast, as well as the Tropical Cyclone Risk forecast, uh, include an accumulated cyclone energy index, which is essentially a measure of the total energy output of any given storm during a season. And that takes into account both how long the storms have lasted as well as their intensity during that time. So the uh, official NOAA forecast calls for an ACE range of 75 to 155% of the median value, which is right around 100. The Tropical Cyclone Risk also has pretty much the same thing, calling for uh, an ACE of 98 plus or minus 48, uh, which gives a range of 50 to 146. So uh, slightly lower overall than what NOAA is thinking. But again, much like the, the overall counts for the total number of storms, those are roughly correlated. The NOAA prediction taking the mean uh, in the low range, but then extending a little higher on the high end of things to account for a potentially above normal season. Also new this week, uh, NOAA and the National Hurricane Center have announced some changes to their forecast products that will certainly be useful to know about going forward here, especially reporting on them as we will be on this podcast. The first one is... Uh, a new war watch warning category for storm surge. So in addition to hurricane tropical storm warnings, which are uh, strictly based on uh, wind conditions, there will also now be uh, storm surge watch and warnings that will be issued for systems potentially affecting land. And of course, this is sort of just a natural uh, extension of the products available now that uh, I'm sure the uh, forecast capability for storm surge has been improved to the point where they can give accurate enough estimates uh, to be useful. And looking at the forecast graphic, another change this year is that uh, they have sort of standardized the look of the graphics that they're issuing, uh, which is replacing the long-standing track forecast maps that had that sort of bright, pixelated kind of GIF image of very blue water and green land. Uh, this is certainly a little easier on the eyes. And another, even potentially more important change, in addition to storm surge warnings, the National Hurricane Center is going to start issuing advisories on uh, invests as well, uh, specifically ones that are threatening land. Uh, if there's an invest out at sea, the procedure will be the same as normal. They won't start issuing advisories until it's reached tropical depression strength. And in uh, their press release here, they're going to be referring to them as potential tropical cyclones, as opposed to invests, although that's really what they are. But if there is an invest uh, that is near land and expected to affect land within the following 48 hours, they will be issuing advisories on those, even if they have not yet reached tropical depression strength. And those will be using the same numbering system as they would with tropical depressions. And then once it's upgraded to a tropical depression, if it is, it will uh, maintain that same designation. And last, an experimental product, again, aimed at really better informing the public about the threats of tropical storms and hurricanes. This is um, something called 
the experimental time of arrival of Tropical Storm Force Winds graphic. Uh, basically, a, a modification to the likelihood of Tropical Storm Force Wind product that the National Hurricane Center already issues. But now, in addition to the overall probability, they're putting little contours on the uncertainty envelope, showing where there could be the onset of tropical storm force winds at a particular time. So that should certainly be useful, especially for people who are thinking about evacuating or boarding up their property uh, in, in preparation for a storm. They'll know more exactly when tropical storm force winds are expected to uh, begin. And as I mentioned previously, um, their last point on uh, their update here is that, uh, again, the graphics in general are sort of getting a, um, an aesthetic overhaul. But in addition, the wind radius graphic, uh, which previously showed the extent of tropical storm force and hurricane force winds, will now be combined with the forecast track, since I think in the past uh, it could be misleading when there was just a single dot showing the center of the storm on these graphics that could have made it look like um, any given storm would be too far away to affect a given area, when in fact the, the storm itself and the winds associated with it are actually a lot more uh, widespread than that. So now hopefully that will uh, clear up some of that confusion. So overall, just some updates, mostly to give people a better idea of direct tropical cyclone threats to land, the, the overall forecast rationale, etc., remain largely unchanged. The error cone on the uh, track forecast has been decreased ever so slightly uh, as the, the forecasting methods improve. Obviously, that gets better over time. Make sure to follow this podcast on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash hurricast. And you can also subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. And make sure to visit and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hurricast, for all the latest updates on upcoming episodes. And feel free to leave any comments or questions. Join us next week for another episode of Hurricast. Until then, I'm Ben Boatwright.